evening, everyone. Um, it is now 6 o'clock. I uh, just want to remind everybody that we are recording this meeting. This is the uh, pre-submittal sketch meeting for Watershed Lot 1 Retail. We have a couple exhibits up here. Um, just before I get into talking about the, the project, I just want to remind everybody there is a sign-in sheet. Uh, if you could please sign that address email, um, we will be sending out meeting minutes, whether you were invited originally or not. Everybody in this room will get meeting minutes, so we just want to make sure you sign in. Um, my name is Marilee Tortorelli. I'm with Morrison Ritchie Associates. Uh, my colleague, Courtney Gallagher, is in the back if you need anything. Um, we're going to walk through the project, um, but I would first want to introduce Greenberg Gibbons, who's the applicant and developer of the project. Yeah, um, yeah sure. So uh, thank you everyone for coming. Uh, my name is Jay Diamond. I'm a director of development investments. Along with me, we have David Bookout, our senior vice president of development investments, and our general counsel, Eric DeVito. Uh, we'll turn it back over to Marilee. She'll walk through some of the plans. And then as you guys have questions, uh, Dave and myself are happy to answer anything uh, that comes to mind. So thank you all for coming. Yeah, just so you guys know as well, we have a bunch of shopping centers. We're a Maryland-based company. We uh, own the village at Watch Apple and Watch Apple Town Center. We developed Town Center at Laurel. In Annapolis Town Center, so we're a retail-led developer, and we're excited to be here. So I would like to, if it's okay with everybody, go through sort of the project information, and then we can open it up for questions and answers at the end. I think that might work out better. Uh, so I have three exhibits up here. The first one is sort of an engineering drawing that I'll be talking off of mostly because it shows environmental areas, grading, all those types of things. In the middle here is an exhibit that shows the color rendering of the proposed retail um, development. And then the end exhibit here is sort of an aerial perspective of what the project could look at and look like with the architecture and the parking. Okay, this pre submittal sketch plan meeting is a requirement per Article 17 to 107. We're supposed to have a community meeting prior to submitting a sketch plan within six months. Sketch plan is the first phase of a subdivision process. So there's sketch, final, and then you go into grading permit before you get your construction documents for um, construction. This project, Watershed, I'm sure you're all familiar. This is Reserve Boulevard, Route 198 on the north side. Lot 1 is located in the southwest corner of that intersection. This is a private project. It's not a public um, project. This is owned by Watershed Elm, um, entities that own most watershed, and the proposed applicant is Greenberg Gibbons. The zoning for this project is mixed-use residential, which is also known as MXDR. Um, this allows a mix of uses. Um, this is only a portion of the larger 200-acre property. Um, it's approximately 11.3 acres, I mean, sorry, 11.2 acres, uh, and this is the port parcel that was set aside for retail. Uh, most of the parcels, if you've been to any other community meetings, have been um, residential, and some of you may live there, um, but this is called parcel two, and then you cross over to the stream, parcel three, and the rest of the project to the west. Uh, the environmental, I'm going to go through the environmental, um, the overall project was addressed as one big project when it was first approved as a, a minor sub. Uh, so all the environmental items were addressed at that point. Um, at the south side of Lot 1, uh, there's actually a floodplain that runs through Watershed, which has been um, deeded as an easement to Anne Arundel County. So Anne Arundel County owns this. There's also some stream buffers to the, the stream that's within the floodplain, which are noted on this plan in sort of a light gray. And then there are um, also some wetlands that come up in a finger. These gray areas that you see are um, preservation areas. So as, um, as a whole, uh, we address forest conservation up front. And we are saving out of the 200 acres, 44 acres of forest. And they're also planting 11 and a half acres of reforestation. Um, and then on top of that, there are 22 acres of floodplain. So all of those things were addressed. 35% of watershed is preserved in either floodplain, trees, or reforestation. And that doesn't even count the uh, open space and uh, recreation facilities that they have. 
Uh, there are no specimen trees on this site. If you've seen the site, it's already been graded. It was part of a grading permit uh, that allowed the front of the site, except for right along the road, to be graded. Um, so you, you can see well, later when you come up, there's a tree line that shows you know, where, where uh, things have been cleared to date. Utilities have already been also constructed for the most part for this parcel. In reserve parcel, there's a 12-inch water line, and then there's an 8-inch sewer that goes along the south side that goes through this, between the uh, forest conservation and up to um, about 198, and that serves, an 8-inch sewer will serve this retail property, and the 12-inch water line in reserve, reserve boulevard will serve uh, for water. Uh, we are, because it's a sketch plan, because we're subdividing these individual buildings that are proposed right now, there are five buildings proposed, and each one will be on their own lot. And they'll have like a cross easement for access. So the property itself today is undeveloped. Um, as I said, there's no specimen trees, there's limited forest. Um, there won't be any residential as part of this, this property. Uh, there, these buildings are all proposed right now as one-story buildings, um, and we are at this point in time, and they still are working on the uses. We are showing 31,500 square feet of retail restaurant. Um, up front here, probably easier to see, we have three restaurants up in the front, and then two retail pieces um, on the southern side of the site sharing parking and, and dry aisles throughout. Uh, the height in a mixed-use residential is maximum of 90 feet, so we won't have any issues with the height. Uh, we also are addressing all the setbacks that are required for the mixed-use project. There's very distinct design guidelines required for, mix, for the mixed-use project, and Watershed has their own. There will be um, 8.2 acres of a limit disturbance on the site, so the rest of the site will be retained either in the existing forest or the reforestation. Reforestation won't occur until after construction, so there's no damage to the trees. Uh, the, um, the access through the site, where, where Reserve Boulevard is, the first access in will be the first right, and then there will be a secondary access that lines up with uh, the first access actually into parcel two. Um, and then once you're in the site, there's a sort of a spine road that serves all of the retail within the, within the parcel. Stormwater management for this project. Um, this project subject, like all, all projects in the state, to uh, what they call um, ESD to the MEP, which is a quality management requirement. You've probably seen them if you've driven down Reserve Boulevard. There's microbio and bioretention facilities that are already built and constructed and planted along the roadway. Those same types of facilities will be incorporated into this design. Um, and our plan here shows approximate locations. They're usually in you know, islands. Most of these that we're showing are, are microbios, but um, we're still in the process of designing the stormwater management. But we need to meet those requirements uh, per state and county requirements. So there will be those same types of facilities. They'll all be planted uh, and put in um, a stormwater management agreement with the county. Open space and green area for the project. Uh, mixed use itself has a 20%. Uh, actually, this, this one had a 30% open space requirement. This was all met up front. Um, there have been several open space parcels that were given to uh, the, the park and so there are no open space except for the, the forest <coughs> conservation that's on this property. This also in a mixed use development, there's public activity space that's required. And this property here will uh, require 6,284 square feet. So what we're proposing is a trail that runs, an eight foot wide trail that runs from that entrance all the way down to Kimberly Ridge Road. And that will tie a lot of these parcels because they're already sidewalk systems and there's a trail system that will go in along Kimberly Ridge that will tie all of the residential properties in and up to the retail. There's also sidewalks along uh, the east side of Reserve Boulevard and there is some sidewalks on the west side. 
Uh, this won't have any residential, so we won't be affecting any of the schools. Uh, the school, you know, area that this project is in is the um, need system. So there's the need the city up Maryland City Elementary School, need high school, and need middle school, but this won't impact those schools at all. Uh, there were um, no modifications. A lot of projects will have modifications if for some reason they have to you know, impact a wetland to get a utility crossing. Um, all those were, if you see the sewer here, that was all accommodated with the infrastructure and these, like I said, this sewer has actually been built to here. Um, so there are no modifications anticipated for this project. Uh, so when we submit it, it'll just be for the subdivision of the project and the layout that you see on, on this plan. Because there is no environmental or any kind of road or any other type of modification, there won't be any mitigation that's required. Um, and, excuse me, I'm just going to go through the uh, vehicular access. So you come through and then, um, like I said, there's a spine road. We'll be shared parking in this area serving the retail. We'll have dumpsters and load these, all these roads have been designed so that fire access can get around and, and access every building um, within uh, 300 feet as required. So other than that, um, I think that I have gotten, oh, a couple other things, I'm sorry. There's a checklist that the county requires us to go through. This project isn't in the critical area, so we won't have any critical area impacts. Um, and as I said, we won't have to deal with forest conservation because that's already dealt with. Yep. So I think at this point I can open it up for questions. Yeah. I'm sorry, I came in with a little late. Where um, is Brockbridge Road? Brockbridge? Yeah, on that. Oh, it's not on here. It's not even close to here. Okay. Where? This is off of 198, just east of two, of uh, 295. Okay. So you you know where the interchange and they have the car dealers. You go to the to the east and there's um, Reserve Boulevard. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Eventually a light there. Yeah. Are there any future plans for direct access from 198 or? At this point, reserve is the only other, is the only option. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I have. Uh, it might be too early, right, to say, but it, will there be any restrictions on when these um, retail stores will close? You mean operating hours? Yes, operating hours. Yeah, I can answer that one. So keep in mind right now that we are the contract purchaser. I'll, yes. I'll stand up so you guys can see me. We don't actually own the feed here right now, so this is the first of a long process that we'll go through in the entitlements, okay. which are long, about 18 months. So this is, we haven't even submitted a sketch plan to the county yet. Okay. So we don't have any retail interest yet. We've come up with a plan that we think, based upon our leasing team that we've derived that you see here, which will garner the most interest. Typically, yes, there'll be some type of operating hours that they must stay open with during a certain time. Um, and then after that, you know, they don't have to stay open necessarily 24-7, but there will be some type of opening hours that they'll have to be open during a certain time. So we can just look forward to uh, additional meetings as Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, right now, this is all very preliminary. We'll be completely transparent, and, you know, we do a good job at our marketing and of letting you guys know who our tenants are going to be. Once we have executed leases, we'll, we'll be happy to announce all of that. Um, but right now, I mean, we're very early in the development process. Okay. Yes. Any plans for a traffic light at 198 Reserve? Yes, there's already a traffic light approved, and um, I think construction first, first quarter. It's supposed to be mm -hmm. short. Short. I think the concern he's talking about would be closing hours. Like, don't want them open past a certain time for the courtesy of the residents who live there. You know, we're not trying to have stores open till midnight. And or restaurants open, you know, Friday, Saturday, no problem, but during weeknights and what have you, we're not trying to have places open at ungodly hours and what have you sure. at 
for the courtesy of the people who live in watershed. I think that's the concern he was trying to express. Am I right? Yes, Your Honor. Sure. I mean, as Jay said, you know, we don't have tenants lined up yet. I mean, I, I think it would be unlikely that we'd have you know all night establishments during the week. Yeah, there's a fatality on Route 3 as it is now, given the Wellchapel Town Center. We're not trying to have that on 190, 198. Sure. I would like to double down at his point. I know you said there's no plans for another access, but I would love to see that reconsidered because when I look at this map, they're going to turn into the residential neighborhood and there's already only two ways for residents to get out. You get out this way and you come in this way, so there's going to be additional people coming in into Watershed, entering into the retail, and I think it's going to be a, a clog, so we definitely love to see another access point for people who are just coming for retail, that's a possibility. Well, the, just keep in mind, this parcel is part of Watershed and the intersection, the roads, everything was designed for this retail as part of the development. Right, but it's open to the public, correct? So it's gonna be restaurants and retail stores. So then it's impeding, I know you even mentioned there's gonna be additional trails that goes into the residential piece. Like here on the right, it seems like, on the right, it seems like that's where they have the uh, open, house and open house panels. So it's, it's the immediate residential piece. So I, was there a reason why there's not a direct access point on Laurel Fort Meade and everyone has to come in to Reserve Boulevard in order to access the stores? Yeah, I mean, this is the retail for this development and there's a light specifically for this intersection so that all the retail, all the residential have a safe, you know, entrance and exit from the community. Okay, so that's the, that's the final say is, is what I'm hearing. And that's how it was approved, yes, from the state highway and the county. And I, I would say too, you know, we've engaged a traffic engineer to take a look at this development in conjunction with what you're seeing here. Mm -hmm. And as part of our submissions to the county, we have to also submit a traffic study analysis as well. Um, in the early indications that we could still get the two full movements here without impacting any delays on the Reserve Boulevard or 198 with the light that's going to be installed. Now again, the county hasn't seen any of that or approved it, but it's part of our submission that we're going to make. Uh, will 198 remain a single road, or is it going to be double lanes? Right now, what you see on Route 198 was what was approved and designed and constructed. Yes. Um, I have two questions. Is this the full capacity of what the shopping center is going to be, or is there room for expansion later on down the road? And is there another part to the shopping centers that's coming later, maybe in a different area of this whole big picture? Yeah, this is the only retail parcel. That's the only retail. Yes. And is it full capacity? It can't be added to? I mean, what you see here is what they're planning. Um, as long as it doesn't go outside this LOD, I mean, square footage could change slightly, yes. How is it um, set out to be, meaning that I see five buildings where there'll be multiple restaurants or one restaurant and one retail per multiple. building? Okay. Yeah, these are individual restaurants, mm -hmm. retail only retail. Based on the sizes of those restaurants and retails, what types of establishments would you be recruiting for, just so we can have a clue? Yeah, I mean, it, it still depends. They're planned for drive-throughs, um, are the two that are in the northern portion, mm -hmm. you can see there. And then, um, you know, we'd love to get neighborhood serving, you know, restaurant, um, it's, it's okay, early. examples of what you have at Watt Chapel, um, since that's other ones you own, mm -hmm. can you explain to me, in comparison, based on those sizes, same for the retail, what like at what's at what chapel, would those be size-wise? Just so that we know as a clue might be similar to what's coming size-wise. Um, in terms of... Like, that tells me square feet. I don't know what that means. Can you compare it to something at what chapel so that I know what comparison-wise? You're telling me drive-thru. Is it a Chick-fil-A? Is I'll it just, a Nukes? Is it a... I'll just add, the, 
one, they are showing as drive what drive through. That doesn't mean they're going to be drive through. Sure. It's just if we were to go back and put a drive through in later, we'd have to revise our plans with the county. You can always take it away. It's harder to put it back. So we're just planning for that condition. This is their plan for what you would typically see as a Starbucks pad, a Chick-fil-A type pad, other uses like that. However, that doesn't mean that's what they're going to be. But like I said, there's a program for those type of pad uses that we're trying to meet if we can find those uses. If we can't, then we'll, we may readjust later. This building in the back is planned to be maybe more of a multi-tenant where you demise it up. So you can chop those 11,000 square feet into three spaces. But again, it's going to depend on when the tenants come. But we don't know any of that yet. We just, we're trying to get a plan moving because it takes 18 months in this county to get any type of approvals. And no tenant's going to be interested until we have approvals. So that's what you sort of have to take first step before we can take the second step. So we're planning on sort of the most intense, back to your question before, intense layout. But it could be pulled back. And we'd, and we'd also like to get feedback from you all in terms of what would you like to see there. I mean, we have worked closely with our leasing team. And, Can you, you tell know. what we don't want? Nail <laughs> <laughs> salon, a dollar store, sure, um, sure. et cetera. We would love We something. don't want a dollar store. Either. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, we would love something where we can get a glass of wine yes. uh, and sit with our, fa our you know, family and friends and what have you. We've been wanting that forever and a day, and we cannot seem to get it. Yeah. So well, we I think want the, some kind of restaurant where we can get any kind of liquor license approved and you would love to just <laughs> have on your behalf. Well, I think to, to your point, you know, the success of this will be to serve the neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? And we're targeting neighborhood serving retail. And so your feedback is important in that for us to go out with our leasing team and recruit the right kind of tenants that will be successful here. Because that's what we want for everybody. I mean, we've done Turf Valley, you know, and that has some of the restaurant uses I think that you would really like here. So believe me, we'll, we will fan out across our whole portfolio and try to find people we think that will fit here that, and we want the best quality development too because that pays the highest rent. We would love another upscale grocery so. store. <laughs> upscale. We would try that sure, too. Sure. And believe me, we, we would too. Can I get for a What is your process for getting the neighborhood feedback, the residents feedback into um, what you decide to choose there? Like, is there a process where you do a survey? Is there a process where you announce which ones, which companies are, or um, retails is coming there and we have say into some of that? What is the process? The process starts here, so you know, give us the feedback, right? Um, you know, beyond that, in terms of the actual tenants themselves, you know, we will keep everybody as you know, informed as possible. But as Jay said, there's a series of meetings that we go through you know, the ultimate leases that we sign, we don't for survey for greater than 50% majority, but to Eric's point and to what I was saying earlier, we're looking throughout our portfolio for good neighborhood serving retail. And we, you know, we deliver a really high quality product across all of our portfolio. And so I think that, you know, for that, I, I believe that you'll be satisfied ultimately when this is done with the kind of uh, tenants that are there. So it's more of feedback in these types of forums? Yeah. And then you guys make the decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you guys thought about sending out a survey to uh, the watershed residents about what they want? We haven't considered that specifically, but this is the kind of forum where you know we'd like to get that feedback. And to that end, so, so you know, when we talk to some of these higher-end restaurants too, some of them will push back and say, "Oh, there's not enough traffic, there's not enough interest." So if we did have something like that to be able to say, like, look, these people are clamoring for this. They'll support it. That, that would be helpful when we get to that point. I don't think we're there yet, but we Yeah, I mean, we would there. welcome it. I mean, we have a very, right now, very tight community, a very engaged community. Um, I think there's going to be total of a thousand homes on that property in and of itself. Um, so we would welcome, even if it's not these type of forms, come, if we can set up a meeting, where you're talking directly to those residents that live probably across the street from where you're planning to be. Right. So we welcome yeah. those types of conversations. Yeah, we understand that you guys have HOA meetings and you know, we'd yeah. be happy to speak to one of those and go through Definitely. the development. Okay, I'll get your Just so you know, in this development alone, there's 6,185 units. Just, just, just FYI, here. And these people will travel because we've been trying to get this shopping center 
for the 18 years I've lived here and served on this board. So, and no go. So if we can get whatever here, like I said, fully support it. <laughs> did you have a question? She asked my question. Oh, she did. Okay. I'm sorry. There's a woman back. Um, you, um, you kind of skimmed over the education with the school. You said Maryland City. Was it Mead Middle? Mead Middle and Mead High School. High. Um, is the area that the watershed. Right. So that means more children. Was that also, um, I know it's community and commercial, but would they be um, consideration for upgrading? Because Maryland City is an extremely old school, and it's not that big. Um, Mead Middle is not <coughs> that new. It's new, but it's not that new. I was just wondering, but there's more children. There's going to be more children, you know, that needs to be served. So I was just interested well, what's the plan as far as, like, you know, yeah, so this, this this project that we're going over has nothing to do with any additional school kids. Mm -hmm. uh, the project itself, which was approved years ago, was already approved for schools. Mm -hmm. They met their adequacy of facilities for schools, and they actually even did some um, uh, additions uh, as part of their mitigation. Mead High School was approved. This project goes to Mead High School. of that prior approval process, you mentioned that there were a number of donations to the park? Right, there were three open space parcels that are, uh, they're not on this plan, but um, south, the south end of the property abuts uh, the wildlife. So the wild, you, by the park you meant the wildlife? Right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so what is, what is your understanding of the status of those donations and how does that status impact the stage of the process with regard to the county? There's no impact to this project at all. I mean, it was something that was worked out with the developer and the wildlife refuge. Yes? Um, I just had a few quick things. The two entries, are they one-way throughs um, or are they being double-way through, like on the island parcel too? Lane in, lane out, lane in, lane out. Oh, lane in and lane out on that one. Okay. Um, my second question was, for the retail space and the leasing, is that an internal leasing team? Yes. Okay. So, what did you guys already survey medium incomes and housing? And if so, I was just wondering when you did that, since the property values have drastically changed. Yeah, we have. As, as part of you know our due diligence, like again, we're a contract purchaser, so we're working with the seller. Before we were to acquire the property and close on it, that's that's part of a standard due diligence that we do, and to meet the the needs of the leasing and, and, and so forth. So yes, we, we have done that. Okay. And we do update it frequently because, like I said, every time you're talking to these retailers, you have to show them those numbers to get them interested. They want, so, yeah. Again, that they want to see traffic early, patterns. We'll, we'll wait as the housing you know grows and grows and grows, the numbers get better and you attract better retailers. So right. we're constantly. Okay, so that's constantly just survey. And then the outdoor space, the outdoor area in the back there behind the retail, what's the vision for that or the permitting for that? I mean, is it like an outdoor park or is it like a dog park or is it like developer so, reforestation trees? I'll give two examples of what it could be. Not saying it's going to be either of these. If it was a, like a couple restaurants there, it could be patio space. If it was like a daycare, as an example, it could be play area for that. It's just, just we're trying to, you know, people want more outdoor area and a variety of things these days, and so we're trying to program area that's flexible for a number of uses. We don't know exactly what it would be, yet, but as you can see, there's, uh, or uh, you know, as Mary Lee was saying, back there, there's it doesn't back up to any houses back no, behind it's it. It's a sort of buffer mm -hmm. and tree buffer, so. Um, we want it to be flexible, but we want it to give the ability. And the, this is a plan, but it's a sketch plan. So the square footage could shift slightly. The buildings could shift slightly, right? So it'll depend. But are there any concerns in your plan? Like I know you're getting ready to submit to the county. Are there any areas that you might get pushed back on? You're thinking from your county? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't anticipate that. As a side note, we could use another daycare around there. I'm just saying. You could? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, again, why I say it because it's, it, and we think about these things. We think about what serves the community, and that's what we want to try to deliver if it possible. 
And to Dave's point too, we really view the retail here as an amenity to watershed and the, and the larger Fort Meade. That's how we view this and how we're thinking about our leasing is to go daycare with all the residential behind would be a great asset and in, in tenant for, for this type of project. Um, I have a question about, or a statement about, um, watershed is in the three mile radius um, where impact fee comes from the racetrack. Do y'all um, plan to access that, or have you decided you're going to do everything by yourself? Introduce myself. I'm Julie Hummer. I'm your county councilwoman, and I live right here in Russet and listening to this. But I'm also the chair of the Laurel Racetrack um, Impact Fee Committee, and that that money can only be given be used by 501c3s in the neighborhood so it would it can't be used for like a commercial project like this so but there but residents of watershed can access those funds through other organizations but it wouldn't be for a project like this thank you you mentioned that the trail with it's a trail that would go down to road i'm not the most but the road is that the new road that they're putting in there right or, yeah, okay. or the, correct and then my second question is, um, does security come with when, as part of this, once it's all, you know, put out, is there security that comes with the retail? Um, <laughs> most, um, most of our retail centers, we have, you know, a security presence, okay. right? I mean, it's, it's not necessarily we're going to have a security station, but yeah. there are patrols. Right. Yeah. By somebody other than the police department? Excuse me? By somebody other than the police department? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not promising the specific security program that goes here, but I mean, we we need to keep our centers safe and clean, and it's something that you know, we take pride in across not only you know, Maryland, where not only the ones I mentioned, you know, Hunt Valley Town Center, Foundry Row, Turf Valley, as Eric mentioned. I mean, a lot of really great centers around Maryland, so it's it's part of our program to keep things safe. I heard you mentioned 18 months of, of your time at this point, but I'm curious about if you have a obviously very ballpark time frame for when this would be. Yeah, from when we submit, it could be 18 months to get to grading permit. That's to pretty. To grading permit. Mm -hmm. so, you're That's talking, pretty so you're saying to like places ready to go to, to get start going to, them to start like construction. Mm -hmm. To start construction, yeah. and, you know, add like, some, somewhere you know eight months to a year for that, depending on leasing interest and that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Somebody here else? Did you? Yes. Um, uh, two quick questions. One, do you have any um, intent of adding any EV charging uh, stations to any of the parking here? You know, I would, there's none on the plan today. I would think, yeah, we probably, we're adding in a lot of our centers, and obviously it's a need. So, right. um, <laughs> yes, I, I would say there's a very, very high likelihood that we will have EV charging here. And second, I noticed from the uh, the sketch that you have that the dumpster is kind of facing the 198. Is there a way to put that, or at least to have a, uh, a view of that not being uh, <laughs> along the main? Well, the dump, the dumpster one, there's there's a bit of a grade difference there. There will also okay. be requires screening along 198. Oh, gotcha. uh, and the dumpsters most likely are going to be in so, a sort of a, a surround that matches the architecture. Okay. Um, so there, it's not like a dumpster just sitting. Okay. The guidelines require that they mix, you know, meet the architectural requirements in the sure. whole park. And then for such as like trash pickup, recycling pickup for this area, is that separate from the, let's say, like the Thursday pickup of the area, or is it a different day, different company? What's what kind of service? I guess service is that for you? Typically, it's private. It's service. private. Okay, interesting. I'm not an expert, and I know there's a complex formula, but to me, the two retail stores are lacking parking. No, it's Just, actually... That's um, not enough parking for two good-sized stores. Yeah. Just my opinion. <laughs> no, when, actually, this, at all retail, we're required 148 parking spaces, but when we add the restaurants in, we're required, required 200 to 210. We are showing 213. It is. I know you're counting the whole numbers, but somebody's not going to park at the fast food to go down there to the other quarter of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll go elsewhere to shop. Yeah. 
you know, well, a lot of the parking too that we would be showing is based on their ex experience with these types of users too. So they don't want to underpark it because then that doesn't work. I've got a couple questions. Uh, small one is, will you uh, provide uh, dark sky compliant lighting so that there won't be light pollution extended to the um, residents to the east, but also to the non-voting residents to the south, the wildlife to the south? That's one question. The residential has done that. I'm not sure what the plans are for this. Gotten that far yet. Yeah. Okay. And another question is when you mentioned forest preservation, what exactly do you mean by that? So the state of Maryland requires all projects to preserve a certain amount of the existing forest. And I was just saying that the overall watershed project has met their requirements, actually exceeded the requirements, plus provided eliminations of reforestation. So there's no additional requirement for this lot itself. There's already these easements that have been recorded and documented and bonded with the county for reforestation. So the area shown in dark gray, is that forest preservation? It's a, it's a combination. There's about an acre and a half of retention, like existing trees saved, and an acre and a half of reforestation. So they'll plant it when they're all done with all the grading and the construction. So one thing and the on sewer was already, or the sewer line was already in place. Correct. It's a public line. It's in an easement in the county hall. Are there trees on that? Both that sides. Kept free of trees. Oh no, there's no trees on right. the easement itself. Correct. Because the county needs it to make be open so they can maintain it. So the one thing I was going to point out to your question is, the parcel that we're purchasing is 11.5 acres. What you see buildable here is about six. So almost half of the land that we're acquiring is dedicated to the forest uh, reforestation as well. When you uh, mentioned that it might be a drive-through, I know you mentioned you're going to put it in just because it's hard to put it in later. I immediately thought about the traffic at the Chick-fil-A further down. <laughs> so I know you talked about tenants, um, and tenants will want to see tax bracket, you want to know that people can come. Uh, how at that point can residents lend their voice to say, yes, we really want a family style restaurant or something that's not a drive-through? How, how would that, uh, how would they hear our? We've heard it. I mean, we're the right people to talk to, and like Dave said, we'll continue to, we'll continue to talk. I mean, we're, we're the ones out there trying to get the tenants, and I assure you, we are trying to get the best quality tenants we can possibly get. And um, it helps when we know, when the tenants know that there is this interest out there. We will continue to talk to you. And Ms. Hummel is out of time. Do you have a question? I have a question. Um, I realize not at this time you wouldn't need an entrance or exit on the other side, but you will be building townhouses over there. Will they have access to this? Uh, where are you talking? Are you talking about down here? No, over there. To the west. Oh, that's not part of watershed. Oh, it's not. No, this is the edge, edge of watershed. Okay. This oh, line right here. Okay. That's oh. a different property. So the townhouses you might be thinking about are on the other side of the floodplain. Yes, so that's not. So they're no other Did I saw somebody else's hand? Oh, there you go. Um, I guess two questions. One to follow up on that. Is there, are you aware of plans by someone else to purchase the land to the left of this watershed line? Is there any current development or anything planned for that? I mean, we know who owns it, and we would, you know, we would talk to them, and we would be interested in possibly doing something together if it works out, but we don't own it. The watershed helm does not own it, so it's really up to those folks what they want to do with their land. But we, we obviously want to you know, improve the area. If there's a better streetscape, it's better retail that we can offer. It's better for the houses that go to the community. So that's our goal, but we, we don't know what's gonna happen. And then the second is just clarification. Um, you're saying it would be about 18 months once you submit to get the grading permit. And then I also heard it would be about eight months to a year. Is that eight months to a year um, as far as being able to figure out who the tenants are and do um, 
leases and everything, is that after the original 18 months is done, so eight months to a year after that, that was construction. Those are estimated. I know. Right. Estimate. I'm just right. trying to get. Out. We're going to be working to try to sign leases. I mean, when we get our grading permit, we want to have leases signed and tenants ready to go and you know, be ready to move. So we want to get it done as fast as possible. That's the best estimate we can give you. And I was just trying to. I think the eight to eight to ten months was construction. Construction of the ten of the building. To actually build the parking and the pads for the buildings. I think okay. That's what he. Was so basically, to. once the eight once that initial eighteen months passes and once you get that grading permit, regardless of how long it takes, that's the point when you would actually start, I guess, trying to get the leases and everything concrete, as well as doing um, the actual building. We'll, we'll work during the process, during the entitlement process that we're working through now, to try to find tenants, to try to sign leases. Our, our hope is to sign leases as quickly as possible. Now, we have, don't have any, I mean, it's very early stage, yeah. correct? So, in the county. Say we can get to a grading permit, which is sort of starting site construction in 18 months. You know, eight to 12 months probably gets us, you know, maybe one of the buildings. It, 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 construction depends on the dependent time, a lot of things. But you're probably somewhere between, say, 10 and, you know, 16 to 18 months after that before a tenant opens their doors. So, like, but, summer 2025, maybe, best case scenario. I mean, two and a half years from now, which yeah. I guess is yeah. last yeah. I mean, it, it, we don't typically build these buildings speculatively. In other words, you typically have a lease signed before you build it. Yeah. It's ideal. Now, the multi, like if this one in the back here becomes a what's called a multi-tenant building, where it could be multiple tenants, maybe you get one lease signed, then you build it in the hopes that you can lease out the others because it's kind of a standard program. So that one you might build kind of speculatively. But these other uses, you typically have a lease signed before you build it. Is that other building also multi-tenant? This one over here? Yeah. This one was the one Dave was talking about that could be either the daycare or it could be maybe two restaurants, maybe one big restaurant. We don't know. Yes. Um, two questions. So is the retail large enough to fit a grocery store, in your opinion? No. No. Okay. Is that a full service grocery store or like a Trader Joe's? Not that we're hinting or anything, we're just saying. We would love a grocery store. Everyone would love a grocery store. We have had plans where we've looked at these two buildings in the back. Basically, that's where it would be combined and a grocery store and found a layout for it. Trader Joe's will not come here. We've talked to them many times. They are one of the hardest retailers on the planet to get to come to your location. We have them at Kenilworth, mm -hmm. Kenilworth Shop Center that we own. I assure you, if we could get them here, we would. They won't come here. Any chance for like a Wegmans or a Mom's Organic? That's Wegmans. 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 Beat that market pretty hard. Sure. And I don't know that it exists for a grocery store here. Gotcha. If it did, trust me, we'd be the first one to do it. Okay. And um, second question. So I see that in next to some of the restaurants, you have open green space. Um, is that owned by, or I mean, is that part of the lease for whoever, whatever business is part of that bid, or whoever has that spot? Yeah. Or and uh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, the, they're yeah. combination. They they're part of that building. They're either going to provide outdoor seating, and they will I also see. provide stormwater management. So when you come up, you'll see facilities in those areas. I see. So it's not exactly green space, but it would be would it be open space then? Let's say for a patio, or is it mm -hmm. like guaranteed green space like a lawn? We. It, it will most likely be a combo of patio, grass, and stormwater management. Okay. Some of the stormwater management is getting a little more technical, but it's like microbiome retention. You know, plants growing in it. I mean, there's it'll feel like it'll green. Feel space. like green space. I only All ask because if it is green space, then maybe to consider like a little thing for doggy bags because um, there aren't a number of there are a number of homes uh, <laughs> sure. close by, so just sure. to keep it clean. Now we know, you know, restaurants these days, people, you know, you all from the neighborhood walk right. up, bring your dog, right. we'll certainly, we exactly. can install. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of walking, are you going to put a crosswalk by the entrance where the, the, um, to the parcel? Yeah. I mean, 
Neither Private Rosie nor Mom would strike them for crosswalks, but they can if they would like to. The crosswalks are usually on the public roads, the actual formal crosswalks. So the HOA would have to do that? Well, no, if they did it in here, it would be part of their. You're talking on the development part? On the reserve. Oh, you're talking on the reserve. Oh, yeah. to know if as a as a developer you hire a contractor to maintain the landscaping once you have tenants like what's the upkeep like in general especially with stormwater management yeah we, have, we hire contractors okay um, and then what is kind of the beat on the tenant process do you have a lot of interest that are beeping on the door are you fighting like accessibility in terms of getting tenants interest or where are you kind of at they won't sign contracts until you have your permit, right? Sure, and you know they want to see the plans, right, as well. And so again, very early on in the process, you know, we have an internal leasing team. They're talking to our tenants from around our portfolio. There's signage up there now to call the leasing mm -hmm. team if people are interested. And you will we'll continue with that process. We have a marketing package that they're sharing with tenants. You know it kind of loosely sharing once we submit a sketch plan it starts going through the process then we have more confidence sharing more detail which keeps attracting interest but you know the community involvement is important because you know, as eric was saying um like in the grocery store and, and again i don't know if this is more for trader joe's but you know the more houses the more interest the more they think they have sales the more interested not just grocery stores but all the good tenants are right and so that's the way it works yeah and it's it's you know most Tenants like the, the type of the village center type like this aren't looking two and a half years out. They're looking 12 months out. So we are early. I know we keep saying we're early in the process, but we're early in the process for tenants to really, they look at it and say, oh yeah, we don't have anything in this area. We don't have anything programmed. We're very interested. We'd like to keep talking to you. But until someone signs a lease, it's just too late. Right. A great neighborhood restaurant, which we have, you know, private owner, you know, operators that we have in a number of our centers, they're not thinking. <laughs> always yeah. they're, they're yeah. concerned with their current business. Yeah. Anybody else have? Yes. So in your current developments, what restaurants, what tenants have been working the best since you have multiple locations? Well, that's a broad question. Um, you know, I would say it depends on the center, right? I mean, Many of our larger centers are grocery anchored, right? The Wegmans, we have a number of Wegmans in our portfolio. They drive a lot of traffic. Um, we brought Harris Cedar to the town center of Oral. You know, that, that's a, I'd say a smaller center for us. Um, Turf Valley Town Center, I encourage you to drive out there on 70, take a look at that. That's a kind of take the Harris Cedar aside as a comparable size and potential mix of tenants. Um, you know, Watch Apple and Village of Watch Apple are bigger. Um, Annapolis Town Center is a little different, and more vertical. Um, so it, it really depends. But here, I think you know, restaurants, I think, are going to be the ones that we're going to be attracting. We are thinking about daycare, which we think is a good use for this. I mean, those are, and then when you have that mix and some other restaurants, you get those sort of like neighborhood serving functions, you know, that you see in. Good kind of tight neighborhood open air center. So I, I don't know that answer the question perfectly, but it's so it's early, so it's hard. You know, they perform differently depending on the center. And size wise, Turf Valley is the best comparable. Um, it's a it's a it's a good comparable. You know, it's it's sort of I don't want to say by itself, but a lot of residential around it, not a lot of retail directly around it. It's a it's a good comparable yeah, center. A similar yeah. mix tenant mix what we pursue at this development with Turf Valley. What percentage of your uh, existing um, developments? What percentages were fast, like fast casual restaurants versus like kind of more more like I don't want to say mom and pop, but like um, you know uh, more of a higher end instead of just a way to put away or a uh, um, or an end pizza, if, if you know what I mean. You know, most of them have a good mix. You know, I mean on the on the larger side, you know, I don't I don't want to call out specific. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just a percentage of like compare, uh, like comparatively. Let's say if, if a development is anchored with Harris Teeter, 
Is it a 50% of your other tenants being more sort of fast casual versus um, more individually owned businesses, or is it 75% fast casual? And I would say it's, you know, it, uh, individually owned owner-operated businesses, we love. Okay. We have a lot of them at, at you know, Hunt Valley, Dirt Valley, and a lot of our centers, right? Okay. Um, we try to bring those in, and, and we will target those for here, right? Obviously, if we get interest from a great, you know, fast casual operator, that's of interest to us. I mean, I encourage you. I don't have the number handy, you know, but I would say, you know, feel free to go to our website, take a look. I mean, I think you'd be excited by the tenants that we have in a lot of our centers. Yeah, thanks. Do you guys work with daycares and any of your other developments? Yeah, we've. I'm trying to think of. Trying to think of. Yeah. Oh, at Walt Chapel. Walt Chapel. Yeah. Trying to think other ones. I don't know that we have any of the nationals like the kind of care stuff we do. You mentioned Hunt Valley and stuff before, so I know at least in Hunt Valley they have like public transportation up there. Does that mean you guys want to like put like a public transportation hub? Like close to that area, you know, to promote foot traffic so you can stimulate growth and stuff. Um, are you saying public transportation up here? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that, that, that sort of public transportation, like in Hunt Valley, light rail, I mean, that's macro infrastructure. It's sort of beyond the scope of this development itself. I mean, so just to answer your question directly, I mean, there are no plans for like a you know, rail line or anything. So well, what, like a bus stop or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying I want one. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't think I'm playing calls for one, but no. at the same time, we want to keep in mind the safety in the area. So, and our concern is like, okay, you have a bus stop or something out there. There's you know certain drop balls or something. So we just want to make sure, like safety concerns. So yeah, I mean, I'm, we're not planning a bus stop for this development. I guess if the county or state mandates one. Right, as, as it goes through the process that, you know, if, right, to Eric's point, if it goes through the process and there's a comment that if we need one, they require one, we'll put one in, but you know, right now there's not on the plan here. There is a bus service that already serves this market, and it's privately run. The bus service is called CRT. It runs in Antelope, Howard, and North Prince George. So there's not been a need, but those buses run regularly between the Mark Station in uh, Odenton and Laurel County Road down on Route 1. And in addition to that, um, they're also, <clears throat> they're also uh, tied into uh, various other bus lines and private transportation to Baltimore and D.C. But the bus company's been here, it's been uh, privately held, and then the counties, the city of Laurel, the state of Delaware, <laughs> Took them over. They've been operating now for about 38 years. I have one super quick question because you guys mentioned that this is the smaller scale of properties you developed. So, what was the appeal for you in bidding for this? Or was it mainly to get bigger properties? Can I tell you the truth? I've been working on this project since 2007. I'm a person. Original developer. Then, as Greenberg Gibbons, we actually put in all this infrastructure. Originally, we had this whole project, all of our Then, we eventually sold out of it. A new buyer came in. Then, they came back to us and said, Hey, would you guys, because you have all this retail focus, would you be interested in it? And honestly, it's just because of the history of the project. And I mean, I've been so familiar with everything that's going on, and we know the area really well. A lot of us live in this area. It's just there because it's in our backyard. Normally, we would not do a project like this. Why is that? Just because it's too, too small. small. Yeah. Not, not that it's not a good project. It's just we normally, I mean, we live in the Watch Out, the Watch Out Town Center. I mean, those are big. Exactly. You know, the, the old saying everything that goes around comes around? Any other questions? I did have one question. Yes. You mentioned uh, there are, right now, it's for one-story buildings, one-story 
But then what did you say about the 90 foot? Oh, I was just saying that the allowable height here is 90 feet. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. <laughs> because so. it's mixed use. Right. Okay. I mean, ultimately, you know, mixed use sometimes, like somebody I think said, allows structured parking and high rises, but that's not what's going in here. And that's why the height is so. so you're all going to keep it at They're all at one story, as far as I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Reflecting well, the, the well, that was, that was, you know, because that was a, a second question I had was if it did go to 90 feet, then your road frontage exposure on 198 would obviously be obvious yeah so what what is from uh what boulevard is that reserve yeah okay, reserve boulevard from there to the end of your property what is your exposure i know it's going to be covered you said but what is your You're talking about the line? distance Two yeah yeah you're saying that the distance between Reserve Boulevard and the end of the property, property going down 198? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Uh, she could probably uh, four or five hundred feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not, it's not very. No. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that after you submit this proposal, you're looking at an 18 month timeline. Is there any chance of it being executed earlier? I doubt it. Definitely a chance of it taking longer. <laughs> It's all depends on the county. No, but honestly, this project has seen a hundred times over people with residential, and the county knows that this is coming. It's been part of the plan. We're hopeful we can get through it a lot quicker than she wants to see it. There is a chance, yeah. <laughs> yes. I've already shared this with y'all. People have said it, but I'm going to say it again. We'd love a sit-down restaurant where we could go and have a beer or a glass of wine with our dinner and our neighbors and friends on a Friday night. We thought we were going to get that with the plaza that we approved on the Russet Board that's coming in the Walmart parking lot, but we're not getting that. That was the only reason we approved that. And as far as we know, that's not coming in there. So again, we, we would really like it in this plaza. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hear you loud and clear. Yes, we do. Y'all just need to get together and start your own. <laughs> You're guaranteed it then. Find a restaurant. We're based on your frontage and height requirements or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know if their HOA has height restrictions because we have height restrictions for Walmart. And no, we do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole guideline. They have to meet all this mm -hmm. size, face, color. Mm -hmm. um, I should know this. I drive there every single day. But on Reserve Boulevard, is there or is there a plan for there sort of to be like a second lane pull-off? so that there's not just that one lane coming down reserve for, let's say, residents who are coming in versus folks who are then making a right into. So turn lane. Yeah, turn essentially. Because yeah. that's actually really close. I mean, it like doesn't look that close here. That's really close to 198. Like, you're going to turn and be right there if there's a few cars backed up waiting to turn in for any reason. Actually, I don't remember. Okay. They changed it. We, I think there used to be two coming in, and then they changed it with the light. And you don't remember, do you? I, I, I will just comment, too, on this. You know, one of the nice things about the plans or the spine road through the middle is, you know, there's no cars backing out into it. There's no cars stacked up and waiting for parking. It allows mm -hmm. people to get in and then make their movements. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, 
you know, I don't think you'll see lots of, you know, it's a, a very extreme tournament, an accident or something that, you know, there's cars mm -hmm. stacked on Reserve Boulevard. They'll be able to turn in on that spine road without a problem having to wait for another car to back up mm -hmm. or something like Unless that. Unless there's a line on Reserve already. That's probably going to be on traffic lights. Yeah. Well, once, yeah, the once the light is, yeah. you get those pauses, you know, where people are stopped, mm -hmm. and that's going to allow people to pull in and get out of the road. And yeah. I could even just see somebody coming around quick, around the off of 198 onto reserve, even if there's not a big backup, and somebody's already slowing down to pull into the shopping center, mm -hmm. right? If there's not even just a small, a small turn lane off um, to sort of designate that that person's moving in there, so... And then also on reserve, needing a middle lane with the yellows for people to make the left in and out, like coming to left in and out here. Mm-hmm. So on, in this direction. On either one of those two entrances, like I can see, you're going to need the middle lane um, for people to make the the lefts. On reserve. Uh huh. Yeah. On reserve, you know what I mean? This a solid yellow with the dashes in the middle. I can see that eventually you're going to need that when when watershed's completely built out, or at least a place for you to pull around so that mm -hmm. people try and people to sit in that middle way. and wait their turn for them to even go halfway to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, this no, is, I when it's all saying. built out, you're going to need that. Yeah. And I can see what she meant when she said that earlier about having that egress when you're coming down 198 going towards 32 to have that in only lane. Off, off 198 to just come in only, like at Wall Chapel, how they have that in only. Mm -hmm. You may need that one day. Mm -hmm. I think there is one of those to make a right in. That's yeah, no, but I'm saying you made that point earlier, mm -hmm. and I can on see water. what you mean yeah. to have that in only coming off 198. At some point, that may need to be a rethought. I'd be interested to see what the traffic study says because I can see where that may. That may alleviate what she's saying about people coming in off reserve um, or what have you. When, when, when could we find out about the traffic study? As you can see, there's several questions. Even he and then myself asked about the traffic because already I know there's going to be a light, but making a left, people making a right. It, 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 so when will we find out about what you say? Well, you submit it with the, with the yeah, so, Right. Okay. So will that be at maybe the next meeting we could have? Right. So the next meeting will be after we submit the final. So we'll definitely be at a you know, better level of detail and obviously know what the traffic is at that point. And the light will be a And the light will so be we'll, You'll be able to gauge better of mm -hmm. how that's going to help. Right. When was the traffic study done? Yeah, if I can yeah. 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 And the steel is the current seller has already done a traffic study for the entire site. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Part of what we're doing is we're going out to our vendor and having them run a queuing analysis and a simulation based on the proposed plan right here. So it's not a technical traffic study that's submitted as part of our plans, mm -hmm. but it's those two will be submitted to the county for review. Right. So, so the this traffic study is the original one for the development, which was done then. Yeah. It's, it's an update to that. And I, I think, think the original development, because I did not get approvals, um, was much higher, much, much more It was a higher, yeah. Way more. Than there was office, now. square, there was a lot more retail, oh, yeah. yeah. It's so up, it was over 100, I think it's like 150,000 square feet. It was. And so, and that's what's baked into the approvals for the entire watershed project. And that's where the roads were designed and everything. So this is a far less impact than where the pebbles were. Did you say cut there's some on the other side of the trees, right? There's a whole other commercial space on the other side. Um, it's a different area. Yeah. And it, it, one of the way back when, there was envisioned to maybe be commercial over behind the car dealers. So there may have been some office over there and maybe an extension of some other retail. It just didn't work out. So that's not happening anymore? That was like a plan from 2007. Right. That's yeah, that's long gone. I thought you were included a hotel too, didn't What's that? Didn't it include a hotel? Possibly. I'm included. It might have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, given the amount of time that Teresa has passed, are they like, planning on doing another survey for the traffic? Like actually rolling out three of those strips that the cars drive over to see like current traffic 
I would imagine, I don't know, but I would imagine the traffic is probably less than most beverages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And we actually built the widening of this whole Yeah, we, we, Greenberg Gibbons built that road. We built the sewer, <laughs> built this pump station, we built the forest main, we built the water line, and we built that road. And we built an addition on the new high school. Yeah. All as part of this process. And then we sold. Because <laughs> it wasn't a big retail project. Because the retail just didn't really work. And so we're like, this is not what we do. At that point in time, we didn't build a ton of residential mixed use type projects, so we're like, we're out. In your original plan, did you like make that road so it's two lanes on both sides, or did you envision this bike lane being? You're talking about the 198? I don't remember, honestly. You built the lane all the way down to, you built the extra lane all the way down to the um, billiards, yeah. the we, pool hall. We built 198, and we reserved right away like you were asking if that's what it's going to be. That's all going to be for now. I mean, the state could come in 30 years from now on their long-range plan and build the divided highway that they always envisioned. Who knows? But that's all it's going to be for now and probably ever. But you never know. That's two questions. Um, lower Park Main Road, when that's built, is that going to be two lanes? Because right now it's one. It's two lanes. No, it's one lane, but it comes. Two lanes on one side, one lane on the other lane. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Um, That's what it's going to be. <coughs> so it's going to come to like. No, I mean, that since what you're looking at on Route 188, if that's what you're looking at, is that mm -hmm. what the road's going to be? Going up to 32. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's two lanes, but then it comes one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not changing. Okay. Other questions. So clearly, that's going to cause a lot of traffic going to 32, and it's already a mess during rush hour. So when that development is built, it, are they filtering back out onto lower forming, or is there some other way for them to go so that way all the traffic's not about to follow bottleneck up on lower forming? Um, so when that development is done, what, um, how do people exit? Just back out on lower forming roads? That's the question I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. under reserve and under reserve. So that's more traffic. Again, it was envisioned in this project for whatever. And you guys get approved for that? <laughs> With yeah. all that traffic? For more, actually. <laughs> Did you have a question? I can ask after. Oh. <laughs> well, this. Anybody else? Okay. Um, again, this is being recorded. Uh, tomorrow we will upload the audio to the county website. There's a community meeting website, so you can re-listen to it if you'd like to. Um, but it'll be up there for two weeks. After two weeks, we'll, uh, that allows people that aren't here to make any comments. And then we'll, they'll send us the comments and we'll send out meeting minutes that summarize the meeting now and any comments that we receive in those two weeks. And we will mail those out. So again, if you haven't signed in, please do. If you were originally notified, you'll still be notified. Um, and we'll see you again at the final stage. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you for coming out too. Thank you. Should we start now?